I'm Jay Carr. This is The Great Cloud. Isaac was burning with curiosity. It had been an odd and somber three-day journey. All he knew was that they were going to worship God with a burnt offering, but so many other aspects were confusing. His father woke him up very early, and he watched him cut the wood himself and saddle his own donkey, both tasks he would usually have a servant do. Then there was the fact that they had to travel so far for this act of worship. They had given burnt offerings to the Lord before and never had to travel this far. They didn't even bring a lamb to sacrifice. And on top of everything else, his father seemed incredibly despondent and downcast, which seemed strange to Isaac, considering God had just spoken to him, something that usually brought such joy to Abraham when he would tell Isaac stories of how this happened in the past. He didn't know what was going on, but he didn't want to overstep or disturb his father even further by asking too many questions. When they finally arrived in Moriah, they stopped at the foot of a mountain. Abraham unloaded the wood and put it on Isaac's back to carry. Abraham carried the fire and the knife. When they had walked some distance from the young men they brought with them, Isaac finally decided to ask Abraham one of the questions that had been bothering him most about this trip. He said, Father, here I am, my son, Abraham replied, still looking ahead. Isaac continued, We have the fire in the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham turned to look at him for a moment, and then stopped walking. Isaac stopped too. He couldn't tell what emotion he was seeing on his father's face, but it seemed intense. Abraham put his hand on Isaac's shoulder and said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. Isaac smiled and nodded, and they began walking again. This was exciting for him. He always loved hearing about his father's interactions with the Lord. As a young boy, he must have had his father tell the story about the smoking fire pot and the flaming torch a hundred times. The visit from the angels who saved cousin Lot from the destruction of Sodom was another one of his favorites. And he loved hearing about how God changed both of his parents' names and even chose Isaac's name before he was born. And his favorite part about all these stories was that Abraham was always careful to point out that they involved a promise about Isaac. This, of course, made them infinitely more interesting to him. He was the child of promise, miraculously born to a mother who couldn't have children, and this had always excited and humbled him. He had heard all of these incredible stories about the Lord, and he worshipped him with his parents, but he had never experienced his direct intervention in his life like the ways his father always talked about. But now, he would. He had always wondered what the Lord's voice sounded like. Hopefully he speaks to us when he provides the sacrifice, Isaac thought. He walked past a dense thicket and realized he was already at the top of the mountain. He turned back and saw that his father was quite far behind him. 
In his excitement and distraction in thought, he had nearly forgotten about the heavy load he was carrying and walked very quickly. When Abraham finally caught up to him, he helped him unload the wood, set down the knife and the fire, took a deep breath, and said, Listen, my son. As his father finally told him what was really going on, the smile Isaac had been wearing for the last several moments slowly faded away. He was stunned. When Abraham finished telling him what God had said and what needed to happen next, he turned to start preparing the altar. Isaac mindlessly started to help him pile the stones and lay the wood as he always did, but his father stopped him by putting his bony hand on Isaac's chest and then solemnly went back to work. As he idly watched Abraham build the altar, his mind raced as he struggled to make sense of this. He didn't want to die. Why would God do this? Didn't God promise that he would be the one through whom all the nations of the earth would be blessed? The Lord always kept his promises. Isaac didn't understand how this could be. He continued to stand there while his father began to bind him. And for the first time in his life, he noticed how old his father looked. Maybe it was the somber weight of the situation coming to bear on his face, or maybe it was because for a split second, the question of whether or not he could overpower his father and escape went through his mind. He banished the thought immediately, but even opening that door for a second was long enough to let reality sneak in and push out his youthful perceptions of his father replacing them with a lasting realization of just how frail his 110-year-old father really was. Isaac was shaking with nerves, and Abraham noticed. He grabbed Isaac's shoulders firmly, looked deeply into his eyes, and said, We can trust him. Isaac thought those words of reassurance were probably as much for his father as they were for him. Either way, they were exactly what he needed to hear. He remembered his father's story of being called out of Ur and hoping he would have a moment like that someday. Then he remembered how, as a young boy, when he was told the story of his birth, he scolded his mother for not trusting God's promise. Now, he realized just how hard it could be. He nodded at his father with fresh resolve as they laid him on the altar. Isaac closed his eyes and after a moment clenched them even tighter as he scrunched up his face and clenched his fists and tensed every other muscle in his body with anxious anticipation of his father's knife. And then, Abraham. There came a clear, strong voice, so startling he nearly yelped. Isaac opened his eyes as the voice called again, Abraham. He saw the knife still being held above his body, and then he caught his father's eyes as Abraham replied with a crack in his voice, Here I am. The angel of the Lord said, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Isaac's eyes widened and breath filled his lungs as he realized he had been holding it for the last several moments. He felt relief rush through his whole body and spirit. He didn't have to die, 
And not only that, but he finally got to hear the voice from heaven, and it was even more incredible than he had always imagined. Just then he noticed something moving out of the corner of his eye. He looked over and saw a ram struggling to remove its horns from the thicket. Abraham quickly cut Isaac loose and offered the ram on the altar instead of him. As he stood there watching the beast burn in his place, he was filled with a profound sense of gratitude. His father put his arm around him and said, We'll name this place, The Lord Will Provide. Isaac's eyes followed the smoke as it rose up to heaven. And then the voice came again. By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of the heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Isaac knew this promise, but he had never heard it like this. He looked over at his father, who was looking back at him with a knowing look and a smile that said, just like I told you. And when they finished worshiping there, together they returned home.